Welcome to the Living Epistle Podcast, the place where you will find biblical principles to help you live out your faith on a daily basis and to have a positive impact on the lives of others. So get ready for another powerful episode of Living Epistle Podcast. My name is Tony Miles, and welcome to this week's episode of Living Epistle Podcast. I have to be honest, this week has been a very challenging week for me. I'm not sure if I've shared with you my podcast family, my favorite podcast family in the whole world, by the way, (laughs) but I am about to begin a Master's of Divinity program. And so one of the requirements as a new student um, is that I have to complete this school's new enrollment or new student technology orientation, I should say. And so being the dutiful student that I plan to be, I attempted to log on this past weekend and uh, to complete this orientation, but I was unable to successfully log on to this, uh, to the platform. And so um, this was again uh, over the weekend and after trying it multiple times, multiple days and just multiple different occasions and still being unable to successfully log on. The first thing I did on Monday morning was I sent an email to the school's IT department, letting them know that I was unable to successfully log on to their system. And I did not get a response on Monday. And so Tuesday, I sent an email to one of my contacts at the school, as well as copying the um, IT department. And then I received an email later on Tuesday morning from the IT department um, with some suggestions on what to try to try to resolve the issue. Well, of course, as you probably have already imagined, none of those suggestions worked. And so by this time, I was extremely, uh, extremely frustrated. And I was saying to myself things like, for the last 48 hours, I've been sporadically trying to log on to this system. It really should not be this difficult. And so by now, this is Tuesday, mind you. So by now, I'm requesting a live video chat with the IT person so that I can share my screen with him and so that we can see, you know, what's going on so that he can see what I'm seeing. And so his response to me was that the orientation was set up by his was not set up by his department. So he was still trying to investigate what was going on. But you'll notice he never agreed to a live meeting. Right. So needless to say, I was getting really frustrated. And the truth be told, I was really getting angrier by the minute. I felt my breath increasing. I felt my pulse throbbing in my head. And I was just thinking, Man, if I could just talk to someone real time, I'm sure we'd be able to to work this out. We'd be able to figure this thing out. And so now this is occurring at the same time why I had just uh, put my car in the shop in the dealer because it was having some mechanical issues. And the service rep had called me with some ridiculous prices for the repairs. Right. So uh, and at the same time, I had uh, we needed some structural um, repairs and maintenance work done on our office. And so I had received the quotes for that as well. And the only thing I can think about is where am I going to get all this money to get all this stuff done? So needless to say, I was already stressed by those two things. And then the fact that I couldn't log on to do what I needed to do to be um, successfully matriculated as a student 
uh, man, I was I was at my wits wits end. Uh, this was Tuesday, and I was at my wits end. And so, of course, the enemy saw this as the perfect opportunity to begin to whisper in my ear. And so, I heard the enemy saying to me, "What kind of school is this where you can't even get a real person on the phone when you have an issue?" Or he would say, "Logging onto a system really shouldn't be this hard," or something like. They should be more responsive, especially to you new students. You get the picture. Kind of all of those thoughts were running through my mind. And I think we've all been there where we begin to have that self-talk, not the positive kind, the negative kind of self-talk that really works us up to a frenzy. And so that's where I was. I just, again, I felt my, my, my pulse throbbing in my head. I was breathing heavily and it was just really, I could just feel it in my body, this tension with all of these things going on. And then just as clear as you hear my voice on this podcast, I heard the Holy Spirit speak and the Holy Spirit said, you know, when you are taking action to fulfill your God ordained purpose, opposition will surely come. Why are you so flustered? Why are you letting this get to you like this? Wow. At that very moment, I literally laughed out loud. I know we do the emojis, but I literally laughed out loud. And I said, thank you, Lord for reminding me that the enemy would like nothing more than for me to stop or for me to have a negative um, taste in my mouth, even before I got started with the pursuit of my um, master's degree. And so again, he just reminded me, man, the enemy would like nothing more than you to stop from fulfilling your predestined purpose. And so I, I immediately repented. I said, God, forgive me for allowing me to get so frustrated. And I I calmed down. And then I began to say to the Lord, Lord, thank you for showing me what's going on here. You know that this is required for me in order to matriculate as a student at the university. So how are you going to work this out? I literally said that prayer out loud. I said, Lord, how are you going to work this out? And within minutes, I mean, minutes of me saying that I got an email from the assistant dean of student life saying that she has a live a Zoom chat room and that I can jump on and we can talk so that we can walk through um, logging onto the system and see if we can resolve this problem together. So long story short, when I got on the Zoom meeting, we discovered, oddly enough, that the username that the school had emailed me was off by one letter. Anybody who ever logged click the key on the computer nodes when you're talking about logins, one letter, one symbol, one dash, one, one anything, one keystroke makes all the difference in the world. And so what they had sent me was one letter off from what the IT department had set up as my login information. And in full transparency, once that was corrected, had I not been on the Zoom call with the assistant dean, I actually was typing in the wrong password. But I couldn't know that because I couldn't even get to that point. And so once we got the username correct and I typed in the password and I was she was watching and she was and I was saying it out loud as I was typing. She said, no, Tony, no, no. Remove that part. You don't need that. And so once I did that. Bam, I got in, right? So let me put it into perspective to you. I probably was on the Zoom call with the dean for a total of three minutes. I am not exaggerating. I was probably on the phone with her or on the Zoom meeting with her for about three minutes. But those 48 hours that it took me or 
2,880 minutes for me to build up this anxiety, the frustration and the anger that I was feeling occurred over 200, 2,880 minutes. But again, once I released my problem to God, once I said, Father, how are you going to fix this? It literally took three minutes to correct. And then what the Lord was reminding me of is we may we waste so much time, so much energy and so much effort trying to do things on our own. And what the moral of the story is, is he says, no matter what the challenges, no matter what the obstacles or no matter what the opposition we're facing, let's turn to God first. Turn to God first. I mean, I know it sounds ridiculous. But come on, how many of us have been there? And this experience this past week reminded me of what the story in Second Chronicles chapter 20, but specifically Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 15. And it reads, and he said, this is the Lord talking, listen, all you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and you, King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Wow. I was like, okay, Lord. And here's a brief background or brief summary of what was going on here. Jehoshaphat, he was the king of Judah, right? And he uh, had heard, he had gotten a report early on in the chapter that three nations, Moab, Ammon, and Mount Seir, or Edom, had joined forces and they were planning to attack him. And when Jehoshaphat received this news that they were planning this attack, at the beginning of the chapter, the Bible says, and he feared But you know what? I just I love how God gives us the whole story. But God says he feared, but he didn't stop at fear. He did something about the fear that he had um, that was in him when he heard that these three nations were about to attack him. The Bible says that in verse three, the Lord says that he set his face to seek the Lord. The second thing he did is he proclaimed a fast throughout all of Judah. And the third thing he did is, and and the Bible says, so all of Judah came together to ask God for help against this impending invasion, right? That was in verses three and four. And I believe God has given us just his great, his, his plan of how we to, uh, are, are to approach him when we have opposition coming our way. I think this is a great approach and a great example for what we are to do when we're facing our own battles, when we're facing our own fears, when we're facing our own struggles, our own anxieties, our own insecurities. The first thing the Bible said that he did was he turned his face to the Lord. In other words, he shut out all the noise, all of the distractions, and he turned turned his heart. He turned his affection. He turned his attention towards God. And then the Bible says, and then he proclaimed a fast. Wow. Wow. In our modern day, we don't talk about fasting so much anymore. But the Bible says he proclaimed a fast. Family, when we're facing opposition, when we're facing battles, when we're facing our fears, when we're facing our struggles, let us do what Jehoshaphat did and call a fast. What the fast does is the fast quiets our flesh. The fast quiets this fat flesh man so that we can hear from the Holy Spirit who lives inside of us. And this way we can clearly hear him and get our instructions from God and what God is saying. And then we know that is his voice for sure when we quiet our our flesh man by fasting. 
And then the third thing it was, is he says, and so all of Judah came together to ask for God's help against the impending invasion. Right. That was in verse four. But the thing of it is, is that and then what he's saying is, man, call your believers, call the people who believe, call your intercessors, call people who you know how to pray. And so he called them together to pray with. And and so what we can do is call our intercessors, call people we know to pray so they can pray with us and for us to ask God to intervene in our situation. Right. And so then it goes on and I won't go through all the details, but in verses five through 13, the other thing Jehoshaphat did as he was praying and crying out to God was he was repeating to God the promises that God had made to Abraham and to all of Abraham's descendants of whom Jehoshaphat was one. Right. This is an awesome way to pray. Pray God's word. Pray God's promises. Pray what he's spoken over to us and spoken into us and spoken over our lives. And let me be clear, family. We cannot manipulate God into doing anything. So it's not about manipulating. It is one of those things where we're praying God's word because it shows that when we pray like that, we're putting our confidence and our faith in our trust solely in him and solely in his word that he's spoken to us and spoken over our lives. And so then we get to verse 15. Now, after he called, he, 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 he prayed. And after he turned his heart, after he turned his heart toward the Lord, after he prayed and after he fasted after he called all the people together to pray with him and for him that God would intervene, the Bible says, and then God said, listen, all of you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and you, King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed of this great multitude again for the battle is not yours, but God's. And this is so great for us to remember as we're going through our own personal battles, as we're going through our own personal struggles, whatever they may be, we should always remember what God said to his people, the ones who are called by his name, those who are descendants of Abraham. And guess what? We are grafted in. So we fall right in line with that. Do not be afraid or dismayed because of this great multitude for the battle is not yours, but God's. So no matter what that battle is, no matter how large, no matter how big, no matter what the fight, no matter what it is. It's not ours, but it's God's. And so when when we have the diagnosis of cancer, the battle is not ours, it's God's. Heart problems, the battle is not ours, it's God. Diabetes, and yes, there are things we can do, right, in order to make sure we're living healthy lifestyles. But in the end, when the diagnosis comes, whether it's mental health issues, emotional health issues, marital problems, financial problems, employment, substance abuse, you name it, you put what the battle is. What enemy, what giant are you? facing, right? The truth of the matter, though, is just like Jehoshaphat. Some of us are facing um, literal life and death struggles. I know right now, life and death struggles. We've heard prayer requests. I've talked to people who may be dealing with substance abuse and they are literally dealing with life and death or cancer where the diagnosis of people are in hospice. Again, life and death struggles. But just like Jehoshaphat, let us put our trust and our confidence in our almighty God. You see, the enemy indeed came as expected, right? But Jehoshaphat had to face his enemy. And so when you read the rest of Second Chronicles chapter 20, you see that Judah didn't have to lift a finger 
to physically fight against the invading armies, Jehoshaphat responded to the threat by worshiping and praising God for the victory in advance. And hear me, family, hear me clearly. When the diagnosis is made of cancer, we can't pretend that the diagnosis wasn't made. Jehoshaphat faced his army. Jehoshaphat faced the enemy coming, right? He didn't say you're not coming because they came as was prophesied, as was spoken. But what he did do is when the enemy came, he positioned himself. He prayed. He fasted. He called on the name of the Lord. He spoke God's promises over what he had promised and what he had said in his word. And then Jehoshaphat positioned himself to be able to watch ah, the Lord give victory over the enemy, right? And so let this be our posture when we are facing what appears to be insurmountable battles. And it may not be a physical army of men or women, but it may be, again, what we talked about, whatever those things are, the struggles, whether it's a physical struggle, an emotional struggle, a mental struggle, a job struggle, a financial struggle, a a marital, whatever the struggle, whatever the battle is, let us do what. Jehoshaphat did when we're facing what appears to be insurmountable odds, when it appears that defeat is surely at hand and that this thing will overtake us. Let us position our face to seek God. Let us fast and pray. Let us come together on one accord with other believers of like faith to ask God to help us and intervene on our behalf and help us in this situation. Again, the battle is real. The struggle is real. The threat is real. But then Jehoshaphat's response was, but let's worship God. But not only that, let's praise God in advance of the victory. And then what we can do is like Jehoshaphat, we can stand back and watch God give us victory over whatever the enemy is attempting to invade on our lives. Whatever the enemy is attempting to overthrow, whatever the enemy is attempting to take from us that God had promised us, whatever it is. Once we do that and we put our confidence in him and we do all that God has instructed us to do, we can stand still and we will see, surely we will see the salvation of the Lord. So remember, family, preach the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words. This is Tony Miles. Thanks for listening. Now go and be a living epistle. Join us again next week for another episode of Living Epistle Podcast. Music for Living Epistle Podcast is provided by audionautics.com.